So if your child does something amazing, you might think to yourself, I'm such a great parent. But then that same child makes a mistake or a bad choice, and you're thinking, I'm such a failure. It's really never a good idea to find your identity in your child's performance, and we're going to talk about that today. I'm John Fuller with Dr. Danny Huerta, who leads the Focus on the Family Parenting Team. And Danny, why is it so easy for us to find our sense of value in what our kids do or don't do? <laughs> it's so natural, John, to, to go both ways, right? If my child does something wrong, I'm a bad parent. I've done something wrong, but really the child is the one that made the decision. And then when they do something right, we think like we're number one, we should have a trophy, the parenting <laughs> trophy should come to me. And we've, we've had moments like that. I know that when Alex decided uh, you know, to, to befriend a kid at lunchtime and to tell us, hey, I sat with this boy and I've, be, I've become his friend, this boy that's alone, that was his decision. And many times we'll own those saying, man, look at what a, what a good parent well, but, I am. But, but part of that is a reflection of the values you have and conversations you've had. Part of it. But we don't own the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, well, no. The fruit no. of the Spirit, is it comes through when you allow it to, mm. to do so. And my son did. And obedience is something that's loving, but I don't own his obedience. Mm. And he, he made that decision his, himself. And mm. yeah, we need to teach and do our part in the chain. Uh, but uh, ultimately, our kids own their decisions, and we can do our best to teach. Sometimes they'll make the right decision. Sometimes they won't. We just need to be faithful in teaching our kids what we know we need to teach them. That's excellent advice. And uh, we're going to turn now to a conversation that Focus President Jim Daly and I had with Ashley Willis, who identifies things that she calls peace pirates who can steal your joy. Check out a previous episode where she addressed the first one, Let's listen in as she continues. Okay, number two. All right, number two, clenching control is a big peace pirate where, and this is one I've struggled with so much, it's messed with me so much, just trying to control our children. Now, on one aspect, we have to discipline our kids. We need to have expectations for our children. You know, there needs to be some semblance of control. But I do think that sometimes when it comes to control, and my husband said it so good this way, where where this becomes an issue is when our kids are doing well, we pat ourselves on the back and we take all that credit. Aren't we good? Oh, we're just we are just <laughs> doing a great job, you know. Good job, mom and dad. But then when they're doing bad, we feel like complete and total failures and we take on all of that failure. Mm. And really, it's somewhere in the middle of all this, right? You know, God wired our kids each differently. Mm. They're going to have some things that it's really easy to teach them and to guide them and to lead them and other things, they're going to really rebel, they're going to really test us and so as parents we're constantly monitoring and adjusting and really looking at kind of how healthy our standards are, that it's not control for making us look good, you know? And I really struggle with this where I'd be out in public, I'd have these four rambunctious boys and they'd be maybe a little louder than they needed to be. I would feel like they're embarrassing me. Like right. they're embarrassing me. And I take that on and I would just really wrestle with that. And it wasn't necessarily about teaching them proper etiquette, so to speak, but it was the reflection on me. Hmm. And we all I, identify with exactly. that as and parents. I mean, I think dads, you know, dads can identify with this too, but I really wrestled with that for a number of years. Yeah. It was like, do I want, am I really teaching them these things based on, you know, following the Lord and their character and the things that are, that last with yeah. them? Or is it just to make me look good? Because I was actually reminded of this. We had some neighbor kids that on the surface were very polite said their ma'ams and sirs, but then I would witness them because they were over at our house a lot. And behind closed doors, there was this major character issues. But 
on the surface, the parents loved all the ma'ams and sirs. They loved the pats on the back, like, oh, your kids are so polite. And I told my husband, I said, listen, I guess on, on the one hand, gosh, I would love it if my kids were always saying the right thing and we were getting pats on the back. But on the other it really is about character. I don't want them to be great on the surface and us getting all these accolades, but really in their heart, it's just not, it's not flourishing and it's all for show. We want to raise kids where it goes deep, where they really are living a life that is pleasing to the Lord and not, not just to please mom and dad. I mean, that's the goal is they want, we want them to please the Lord. Well, and another way of saying that too, is like you're, you're trying to shape behavior rather than shape the heart. Yes. And I think we in the Christian households, um, you know, we lean so heavily on the behavior, and that's important. Yes, yeah, Don't yes. mishear me. But we've got to shape the heart because right. the right behavior will flow from the right heart. Exactly. And sometimes, yeah, kids can fool you by mm-hmm. providing the right behavior without having the right heart. Okay, yes. number three and four. All right, so excessive expectations. We talk a lot about expectations in this book, and they all interrelate because, you know, I mentioned expectations with clinching control. But really, I think that we have to take an assessment of what kind of expectations do we have for our children? And also, what kind of expectations are we allowing to be placed on us? And this is where that definition, that real definition of God's peace, shalom, comes in. Because I think sometimes we allow ourselves to be ruled by expectations, whether on us or the ones that we feel are being fulfilled or unfulfilled by our children or even our spouse. And so, you know, a lot of times in in, in the research that I've been doing, I found this, this huge just issue of expectation. It was nobody's ever listening to me, or they're never quite doing it that way, or that we maybe even put on ourself. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we just have these unrealistic expectations for ourselves as a mother, or we think God's putting on us somehow. And so we kind of go around half-hearted feeling like we're failing, everybody's failing, and it's just bad. Like I remember Dave early in parenting, especially when we had multiple kids, he was like, sweetie, you are letting this just rule your day. It's mm-hmm. like we are living or dying by whether or not these certain expectations were fulfilled. He's like, we've got to find a way to have peace in this. Like we've got to, we need to have good standards for our children. We absolutely do. And we have to decide that as a family, as a couple, and uh, make sure they understand that. But we also have to make sure, is this excessive or is this realistic? Is this something that is a healthy expectation? And if so, have I actually told them you know, how they can meet this expectation? Or am I allowing, am am I allowing maybe other things to shape my expectations that aren't even really one of my ideals that I feel like is part of our family? I think it's just really good to take that self-assessment. Well, Danny, that third piece pirate that Ashley talked about, excessive expectations. Mm. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think sometimes that God has given us six children, so by the time number six rolls around into his teens, I can have appropriate expectations. Why does it take so long? How have you and Heather worked through this whole uh, idea of parental expectations? Yeah, and we both grew up with it. I mean, we've talked about that, that there are certain expectations, especially in a Christian home, that you need to act a certain way. We're having guests come over, and uh, and, and we need to act maybe a little differently than we normally do in order to present a certain facade or a certain pattern of order in our house. It's normal for us to want to do that as parents to create a, a sense that, hey, we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. As parents, our home is good. I remember early on as, as a dad uh, putting some of that pressure on our kids. I wanted them to look a certain way, to act calm, to act... Uh, uh, just like like I wanted them to act. And I remember reflecting with Heather 
about our families and growing up and having the realization, I don't want to put pressure, a facade on my kids. I want them to be real. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is going to be a bit messy. And and that's okay. The other people's expectations on my home are up to them. And over the years, I've struggled. I've had to work completely against my very nature. If there's if our house is a little bit messy in some way or another, and and we're having company come over, I go, oh no no no, we gotta we gotta organize. It's so natural to do that, and we'll ask each other, my wife and I, does it really need to be perfect, and why? Why would we need to have it perfect? Do we need to be seen a certain way, or can we just allow love to be present as we as we hang out? I appreciate that so much. This happened actually just this past weekend. We had company coming over um, a Sunday. And that morning before church, Dina was looking around. She was touching up a few things, but she said, you know what? I'm at peace. And I think this is a wonderful thing because there are some parts of the house that are a wreck. There are some things that aren't in order, and it's okay. She said, it is who I am. I'm at peace. And she had totally let go of anybody walking through the door who might have expectations about you know, it's going to be kind of a Martha Stewart experience here. Right. And then we, we, we're not. we bring that to our kids, mm-hmm. right? That, hey, this needs to look just right, the house, and that extends to our children. You, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do that because we have people over. Instead of these are the rules in our home, yeah. and you can't do those things anyway. There's something we're wanting to present. Let's just be aware of it, not, not park in guilt there or shame. But just be aware of the fact that sometimes we're very insecure with what people think mm-hmm. about us through our parenting. Yeah, and, and it, that means we have to give our kids permission to make their own choices, to own the outcomes, and to not worry about what I expected. Right. Uh, that's not so easy, but we've got something really helpful here at Focus on the Family to help you with this. Kind of, I've mentioned drip irrigation, because mm-hmm. here in the desert, High Plains Desert, you've got to have constant moisture to your plants and your vegetation. We want to do that for you through something called our Age and Stage Mm -hmm. e-newsletter. You can sign up and, uh, well, Danny, why don't you tell us what happens if I sign my my five-year-old up and my eight-year-old up? Yeah, first go to mykidsage.com, and from there, uh, it takes you right through the process. You sign up, you open up an account, put your child's name and their birth month and year, and then you'll start receiving, within three minutes, you'll receive content specific to the ages of each of your children in your home. You'll even receive emails with the name of your child. Yeah. Very personalized. And then at their birth month, every year, you'll receive that next year on mm-hmm. what to expect, what to build, and how to grow. And it's really to come alongside you as a parent as you guide your child one day at a time, one year at a time. And uh, you, get, you get opportunity to grow as well as a parent. There's mm-hmm. some content there for you at that stage of your child's life. And then you'll get a weekly newsletter with parenting tips as well. And then you'll have access to our archive pages yeah, a with whole library wonderful of content. Stuff, right? yes. yeah. So this is the kind of resource that we want you to take advantage of. It will help you avoid the peace pirates. It'll help you have that encouragement on an ongoing basis. And uh, Danny mentioned uh, the website. We're going to put a link for that in the show notes. Also, a follow-up on the great conversation we had with Ashley Willis. Uh, Get a copy of her book, Peace Pirates, Conquering the Beliefs and Behaviors that Steal Your Treasure in Motherhood. 
And uh, everything she's mentioned in today's episode and so much more is available in that book. We're making that available to you for a donation of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family today. Sign up to be a monthly partner or uh, make a one-time contribution of any amount, and we'll make sure the book gets to you. All the details are in the show notes. We'll have Ashley back next time sharing about the dangers of comparison. And for now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Hey, parents. Parent here. I don't know about you, but most parenting advice I've found is a lot like my son's favorite foods, just beans and hot dogs. It's bland and way too juvenile for how old he actually is. But Focus on the Family's weekly age and stage emails have biblical stuff that helps me be intentional as a parent. It's great, like a chef salad of parenting tips. If you want biblical, practical, and personal tips to your inbox, here's how. Go to MyKidsAge.com, put in your kid's age, and get weekly emails that make a difference.